welcome to the Elevate Life podcast channel. We hope this sermon encourages and inspires you so you can go and grow to your next level. For more information about our church, please visit our website, elevate.life. Enjoy the message. Hello, Elevate Life and everyone that's joining us. Thank you so much for being with us on this very special weekend, Palm Sunday, which begins this next week, the Holy Week. And uh, I'm so excited that you've chosen to join us. I'm going to ask you to put your hand over your heart and we make some declarations. And if you're sitting in your living room, if you're with a group of people or if you're by yourself, I just invite you to stand up and let's make these declarations together. The Bible says that when you've done all you can do, stand. Stand, therefore, being girded with the armor of God. And as we stand today, we're doing this in unity. Paul said to the church of Corinth in 1 Corinthians 1 uh, verse 10, he said, I wish that you all would think the same thing, that you all would speak the same thing, and that you all would agree on the same things. And that's what we're doing right now. So let's make these declarations together. They're on your screen. Say them with me. I declare that I'm created in the image of God. I am blessed to be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, and take dominion. I declare that 2020 is my year of transformation. Things are not just going to change for the better, but 2020 will be my best year ever. Come on, we're speaking that by faith. I declare that 2020 is double, double for me. Double blessing, double anointing, double portion of good things in every area of my life. I declare that according to Psalm 6511, that God is crowning my year with goodness and my path will drip with abundance. I declare that as I am taught the word of God and apply it, that I am wonderfully well and blessed and highly favored of the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Put your hands together. Come on, guys. So glad that you're with us today. Give somebody in the room there a high five. And if nobody's with you, give me a high five, all right? In fact, uh, all during my message, uh, I want you just to use emojis if you're watching this live. I want you to, to not only um, give us a wave, give us a high five, give us a thumbs up, and uh, let's really interact today together. And even though we're alone, we are together. Everybody say this with me, say alone, together, alone, together. And I'm just reminded today of the scripture in this season, if any two of us agree as touching anything on earth, my Father in heaven will do whatever we ask. So on this Palm Sunday in 2020, we are in a situation where it seems like the whole world has stopped. It seems like that there were we're sheltered in our houses. Uh, there's different types of restrictions in different parts of the country, even in different cities and counties in the state of Texas where we're broadcasting from. But I'm just here to tell you that according to Psalms 91, we are sheltered under the arms and under the shadow of the almighty God and no disease and no sickness will come nigh your dwelling in Jesus' name. Don't forget about the 14 declarations that we've organized right out of Psalm 91. 
Say those with your family. Say, speak it over your life every day. Speak it over everybody that you know. And also, just right now, uh, give a hand clap. Again, hit hand clap if you're watching to all of our team that's helping make this happen. Thank you, team, to our live teams and to the camera guys and everybody in production and worship that are making this online church a reality in 2020. So again, thank you so much. Our verse for this year of transformation is found in Romans 12, verses 1 and 2. It's on your screen. And so, dear brothers and sisters, by the way, that's how I feel about you. Those of you that are part of our Elevate Life Church family, I miss you. I miss y'all. We're going to get back together and have a great time together. Dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he's done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind that will be acceptable. This is truly the way to worship God. Don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Come on, everybody, just put your hand on your head. God, just help us to change the way that we think in this season the way that we think about you, the way we think about ourselves, the way we think about others, the way we think about people that don't know you, the way we think about business, the way we think about our finances. God, the way that we think about everything. Let us not be conformed to the image of this world. Let us not be, be conformed based on a virus or any other thing that ever happens in our lives, but let us be transformed into the new people that you've created us to be in this old world that's now a new world with a new normal. The Bible goes on to say this, then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So I just speak transformation over you. I speak double, double over you. Give me a double hand clap on that. Come on. I speak that over your life. Everybody, everybody that's watching, just, just write double, double. Come on with a hand clap, all right? But I want to talk to you today in our, in our last message on faith talk, but we're always going to talk faith, y'all, because we don't walk by sight, we walk by faith. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So faith is coming into your spirit right now. God wants us to be people who don't just believe, but people who have faith. The difference between belief and faith is I can say I believe something, it becomes faith when I take action on it. So with man, things are impossible. With God, all things are possible. Our job is to believe. God's job is to do the impossible. But the bridge between our belief and God doing the impossible in our life is us taking action. So again, we are a church in this season. You're a person in this season that you are taking action based on the word of God. And I'm excited for you. I'm excited for us. I'm excited for America. I'm excited for the world because the best in the name of Jesus is yet to come. So in this last week of our series called Faith Talk, I wanted to talk to you about the Lord has need of it. The Lord has need of it. Mark 11 verses 1 through 10 says, Now when they drew near to Jerusalem, to Bethage of Bethany, at the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples and he said to them, this is Jesus now, go into the village opposite you and as soon as you enter it, you're going to find a colt tied 
on which no one has set. I just find the details of this interesting. You're going to go into this village. You're going to find a cult on which no one has ever set. Loose it and bring it. And if anyone says to you, why are you doing this? Say, the Lord has need of it. So I want to stop right now. And again, we're going to do this back and forth all during this message. But I want you to look at somebody and say, the Lord has need of it. Come on, everybody say it. Write it if you can write fast. The Lord has need of it. The Bible goes on to say this. And immediately he will send it here. Wow. So they went their way and they found a colt tied by the door outside on the street and they loosed it. But some of those who stood there said to them exactly what Jesus said that they might say, what are you doing loosing that colt? And they spoke to him just as Jesus had commanded. So they let them go. Then they brought the colt to Jesus and they threw their clothes on it and he sat on it and many spread their clothes on the road and others cut down leafy branches from the trees and spread them on the road. Then those who went before and those who followed cried out saying, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the kingdom of our father David that comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And of course we know this, that this is Palm Sunday, and the reason it's Palm Sunday is because this passage of Scripture, by the way, in all four Gospels, which gives significance to this, in this passage of Scripture, this has become known as Palm Sunday because this was the triumphal entry of Jesus. And again, as we talk about the Lord has need of it, I want to bring some revelation to you. But before I do, I want to just give you some interesting donkey facts. Donkeys live between 30 to 50 years. Some of them live to be 60. Wow, I'm 60. I made it. You would ask the question, well, what, like, what are donkeys, like, what do donkeys do? It's not just what donkeys do, but donkeys actually have a favorite pastime. You know what their favorite pastime is? Some people might think to eat, but their favorite pastime is to roll on the ground. Hmm. Donkey's favorite pastime is to roll on the ground. Donkeys have longer ears than, uh, than horses and even mules, which is a combination of a horse and a donkey. But donkeys have these long ears. Well, why do they have long ears? Not only to keep them cool, but they have almost supersonic hearing. They can hear from miles away. According to the London Times, there are more people killed by donkeys every year than plane crashes. Hmm. So I'll tell you what, guys, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go into this city and you're going to find a donkey. And I want you to untie the donkey and I want you to bring me the donkey. And oh, by the way, somebody might say, what are you doing? All you need to say is the Lord has need of it. The Lord has need of an animal that may live to be 60. The Lord has need of an animal whose favorite pastime is to roll on the ground. The Lord has need of not a horse, not a mule, but of a donkey that has longer ears 
that keeps them cool when it's very hot, that they're able to hear. How does faith come, by the way? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And oh, by the way, there's something about donkeys that a lot of people don't know, and that is that they actually kill more people than plane crashes do. Now, that might just be, I'm not trying to be super spiritual about it. That's just kind of an interesting factoid about donkeys. But why would Jesus need a donkey? Why would the Lord have need of a donkey? I want to give you a couple of thoughts. First of all, the Lord wanted to prove who Jesus was. What's interesting is when you read that pastor, that passage of Scripture, uh, when Jesus is telling his disciples, when you untie the donkey and you're taking the donkey, someone might ask you a question. And the question is, what are you doing? Just tell them the Lord has need of it. What's interesting is in the whole New Testament, Jesus never referred to himself as the Lord. Now, his disciples referred to him as the Lord. He never referred to himself as the Lord. When he referred to the Lord, he referred to God. So what Jesus was actually saying is, don't tell them that Jesus needs the donkey. Tell them the Lord, which is God, has need of the donkey. So why would God need a donkey for Jesus to ride on? Because he wanted to prove who Jesus was. Let's go back 500 years to Zechariah 9.9. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout aloud, O daughter Jerusalem. Lo, your king comes to you triumphant and victorious. Is he humble and riding on a donkey on a colt, the fowl of a donkey? So it wasn't a horse. It wasn't a mule. It was a beast of burden. The only time people, most people have ever heard of a beast of burden is with rolling stones. Beast of burden. But donkeys are beasts of burden. And what I want to speak to you today in the midst of these challenging, uncertain times that we're all facing right now is that God uses beasts of burdens to prove who he is in our lives. This is a very burdensome time. In fact, you could look at scripture and there were many people in scripture that they had to be willing to take up their cross, as Jesus said, and follow me. They had to be willing to, to take the cares that they had and cast their cares on Jesus because he says, I care for you. Give me your burdens. In other words, when you... This donkey represents burdens, but it also represents Jesus and who Jesus is, is that Jesus took the burdens of our sin upon himself very willingly so that we could be forgiven for our sins. That through his death and his burial and his resurrection, he took the burden of sin. He took every burden that we would ever have because he is the Christ, the son of the living God. He took, he became our beast of burden. And this is part of why God, the Father, wanted a donkey for Jesus because he wanted to show that he uses burdens in our life to bring the greatest blessings in our life. Right now, we're in a very 
burdensome season. Many people are feeling the burden of being out of work or being at home or being with their children all day or, or, or just the burden of the uncertainty of the future. Every great thing that you'll ever accomplish in your life will require you to take a beast of burden. It'll feel like a beast. And this is part of what God was saying. When he directed Jesus, Jesus said, I don't do anything that the Father didn't tell me to do. When God directed Jesus, tell, tell your disciples to go and untie a donkey and tell your disciples to tell the people when they ask them, because they're going to say, what are you doing? This is a donkey that's never been ridden before. By the way, has this donkey coronavirus ever been ridden before? No, 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 we've never seen anything like it. The title of my message today, again, is the Lord has need of it. Out of your burdens, I'm prophesying over you right now, out of your burdens are going to become your greatest blessings because this donkey proves and proved who Jesus was according to a 500-year-before prophecy. I have an announcement to you. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and he knows the burden that you're carrying, and he loves you so much, and he cares so much about you that it doesn't look like anything triumphal is happening right now. But can I tell you, triumph is on the other side of this burden. Somebody put a big hand clap on that. Interesting things about donkeys. Donkeys in that day were, were utilized to work in the field. So in other words, the, the, the beast of burden, they could, they could carry the burdens of working in the field, fields that were plowed, then donkeys would, would pull the plows. Donkeys were transportation. Donkeys represented the engine or, or the business or the entity that was utilized to help make money to make a living. Your job is a burden. You have to do your job so you get to do what you want to do in life. And yet now we've been, we've been relieved of that burden of our job and there's a stimulus package and maybe another stimulus package and maybe another stimulus package that will hopefully bring some relief in these burdens sometimes. But what is it that God is saying? Why does God have need of it? Why does God have need of a burden? Because on the other side of the burden, let me say it again, there's your blessing. There's a blessing coming your way. It's our year of, tra of, of, of transformation. It's our year of double-double. There's going to be double blessing in the name of Jesus on the other side of this. Exodus 34 verse 20 through 21 says this, but the firstborn of a donkey, listen to this now, you shall redeem with a lamb. Hmm. God is introducing what's called, been called the law of first things. He said, this is how the law of first things work. The firstborn of the donkey, you shall redeem with a lamb. And if you will not redeem him, then you shall break his neck. 
All the firstborn of your sons shall you redeem, and none shall appear before me empty-handed. Six days you shall work, but on the seventh day you shall rest. In plowing time and in harvest you shall rest. What is it that God is saying? Why does God have need of a donkey? Because going all the way back to the book of Exodus, he says your donkey is what makes your job happen. In fact, your donkey is the engine in your job. Your donkey is what makes the work of the field possible. Your donkey is what makes your transportation possible. Oh, by the way, if you don't redeem your donkey, your work, your transportation, your money, doesn't matter what it is, if you don't redeem it with a lamb, if you don't put Jesus Christ first in your life, then the neck of your donkey will be broken. Right now, the neck of the donkey in America is broken. Let me just say it again. The neck of the donkey in America is broken. You know why? Because the lamb has not been first. And I'm here to proclaim that we are the church. And as we put God first in this season of burden, as you put God first with your, with your finances, as you put God first and you honor God in this season of your life, let me just tell you something. Your donkey's neck isn't going to be broken. There's going to be double-double on the other side for you. Come on, somebody put an amen on that. You see, this goes all the way back. God knows exactly what he's doing when he tells Jesus, send two of your men and get a donkey. By the way, does it really take two men to get a donkey? Probably not. But it takes two people in agreement for the donkey to do what God's called the donkey to do. Oh, so much there. So why did Jesus have need of the donkey? Because he wants to prove who Jesus is. Why did God have need of the donkey? Because he wants to prove who his son is. God is wanting to prove who Jesus is in this world right now because there's a whole lot of donkeys' necks that are being broken. And if you call yourself a Christian, and I hope you do, and if you don't, you can by the end of this message, you will be protected in the name of Jesus. Doesn't mean you won't have a burden. Doesn't mean you won't go through tough times. But here's the bottom line. If you redeem your donkey with the lamb and you take this season of your life and you put God first, God's gonna take care of you. I said, God's gonna take care of you. Everybody say, the Lord has need of it. Come on, write it. The Lord has need of it. Come on, put a hand clap on it. The Lord has need of it. The second reason the Lord had need of the donkey was the Lord wants to untie us from whatever is keeping us from being useful for him and his kingdom. Untie the donkey. The donkey has never even been ridden. The donkey was useless. The Lord wants to untie us from whatever is keeping us from being useful for the kingdom. Let me ask you a question. What are you tied to right now? We're tied down by so many things. Some people are tied down by their guilt, by their anxiety. Some of you are tied down right now by your concern. Some of us are tied down by our need to forgive. We, we can't bring ourselves to do it. We just, we just can't do it. We just can't get over it. I, I just can't do it. I, I'm, I'm tied down. Some of us are tied down by our obsessions or our chemical dependence. I heard this last week that, that someone that, was in our church, their daughter passed away from a drug overdose. We're tied down by our smartphones. 
If you want to know like how, how much you're tied to your smartphone, just look at your daily usage. We're tied down to our devices. Some need to let go and not be afraid to show love and peace and faith and joy, the gospel to other people. As Christians, we need to be untied from the weights that weigh us down. And on this Palm Sunday, it's not just a celebration of Jesus Christ the King. It's not just a triumphal entry for him, but it's a celebration of the one who liberated us from the things that we have wrong dependencies on, who, who wants to, to heal our afflictions based on what we've been tied to in the past. And in the name of Jesus, can I just tell you that we are meant to ride with Jesus, like ride or die. I own a Harley Davidson, that's one of the rock, ride or die. She's my ride or die. Pastor Preston is my ride or die. We gotta ride with Jesus in this season to understand this, that Unti these are specific directions. Go, get into agreement, untie the donkey. In the name of Jesus, I speak today will be a day where you're untied. What are you connected to or tied to in your past that's holding you back, that's keeping you in a, in a resentful place, that's keeping you in an unforgiving place, that's keeping you in a place where you just can't get past? Let me just tell you something, this is a great time. This is a great time to get untied in the name of Jesus. The Lord has need of it. Somebody say it. The Lord has need of it. He had need of a donkey because he wants to show us it takes agreement to get untied. I come into agreement with you right now in the name of Jesus that whatever has had you tied down, whatever's held, tied you back, whatever's kept you back, whatever's afflicted you, whatever you've been tied to that's been a wrong kind of dependency or relationship in the name of Jesus, it's broken. Come on, put an amen on that. The third reason Jesus needed the donkey was the Lord had need and has need of you to say what he says so you can see what he has for you. I want you to go to this city and you'll see a donkey there. And I want you to untie the donkey. And oh, by the way, there's going to be some people that ask you, what are you doing? You ever had anybody in your life ask you, what are you doing? Like, why do you go to church? Maybe if they've never asked you, why do you go to church? There's not enough light in us that would cause people to say, why do you go to church? But the truth is, Jesus was saying what the Father was saying, and he said, I have, I have need of this donkey because I don't just want to untie you, but there's going to be people that say, what are you doing? Like, why are you doing that? Why do you give God the first dollar of every 10? Why do you take time to go to church? What is church relevant for in your life? When they ask you this, tell them the Lord has need of it and they will send the donkey to me. Why does God have need of the donkey? Because he wants us to learn to say what he says so we can see what he has for us. Do you know that God has some great things for you? 1 Corinthians 2, verse 9 through 12, listen to this. But as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard nor have entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those that love him. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. 
For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now we have received the spirit who is from God that we might know the things that have been freely given to us. Wow, that donkey that day was freely given. In your future, when you understand the Lord has need of it, let me just speak over your life. The Lord has need of your business. The Lord has need of your finances. The Lord has need for you to be untied from things that are keeping you from being not only a part of his kingdom, but functioning in his kingdom. The Lord has need. And once you begin to say that the Lord has need, the Lord has need for me to be successful. The Lord has need for you to be successful. The Lord has need of me to be blessed. The Lord has need of you to be blessed. Somebody needs to be putting amen, clapping. Yes, the Lord has need of me to be blessed. So that's why I know I'm gonna be blessed. That's why I know I'm gonna be successful. And I speak that over your life. Why? Because the Lord has need of it. But we can't be tied to anything that's keeping us from being kingdom people. That's keep keeping us. The Bible says that after Jesus was baptized, that the heavens were open. And God said, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. Hear him. Hear him. Then Jesus, the first thing that came out of his mouth after he was baptized is repent. For the kingdom of God is within your grasp. Can I just tell you today that the Lord has need of you. You're his son. You're his daughter. He has need of your breath. He has need of your life. He has need of your hands to worship him. He has need of your legs to take dominion, your feet to take dominion. He has need of your heart. The Lord has need of you. He needs somebody that's blessed enough in this situation that can help other people who have not experienced that kind of blessing in their life. He needs somebody that's had enough miracle working power of transformation in their own life that they're able to be a part of somebody else's miracle. The Lord has need of you. He has need of me. And that's why I'm not afraid in this situation. Why? Because he needs a people in the earth that no matter what's going on in the earth, he has a remnant. He has people that are standing up and not walking in fear, but walking, come on, in faith. God has need of it. That's why we win. He has need of you. He has need of me. He has need of us. He has need of his people on the earth. We are his people. His workmanship created for good works. The Lord had need of a donkey because he wanted to show you and I, when you say the Lord has need of it, you're gonna see that God meets the need. Come on, put an amen on that. Fourth reason that God needed a donkey was the Lord had need of what you have to give so he can give you what he has only for you. You know, it's just not, it's not normal. It's not normal. Two guys, strangers, walk up to a donkey that's never been ridden, a colt that's tied up. Jesus tells them exactly, this donkey's never been ridden, it's tied up, 
you two go, be in agreement, untie him. Somebody's gonna say, what are y'all doing? All you say is the Lord has need of it and they will send it to me. Wow. Whoever said, what are y'all doing, probably owned the donkey. Don't you think? And at that point, he could have said, hey, that's my donkey. What do you mean the Lord has need of it? Everybody say, the Lord has need of it. When we say what God wants us to say, and when we give what we have to give, God sends to us what we need in our life. If you need a donkey, a new business, he'll send you a new business. If you need new transportation, he'll send you new transportation. If you need new ideas, he'll send you new ideas. The Lord has need of it because the Lord has need of anything that you have to give. Listen very carefully. Anything you have to give, it's because God gave it to you. And any gift you've ever received, including the love you've received, including the forgiveness you've received, including the mercy that you've been given, including any blessing that you can count or name in your life, anything that you've received is not just for you. Anything that you've received, God wants you to give. The Lord has need of it. The Lord has need of it. That's why during this season, we've been feeding people, thousands of people. We've been striving to meet people's needs. Why? Because the Lord has need of us. A bag of groceries to feed a single mom and three children up to three days is about $50. The Lord has need of it. I told one of my friends about this that goes to our church. He's one of the people that is involved in my mastermind. He considers me his mentor, not just his pastor. I said, you know, for us to do about 400 bags of groceries, it's about a $20,000 value. He goes, hey, I'm going to do 10,000 just that quick. The Lord has need of it. Maybe what you release out of your hand causes God to release what you need out of his hand. Maybe when you meet a need in the earth that relates to God's sons and daughters that they don't even know they're God's sons and daughters, but you're being the hands and the feet and the heart of Jesus, it releases something from God's hand to you that relates to your business, your donkey. Why did the Lord need a donkey? Here's number five, and I've only got six, so listen to this. Number five, the Lord has need of you to lay down what you're wearing so that he can custom fit you with his righteousness. Isn't it interesting that when they got the donkey, that they laid their, their garments on the donkey? They laid their garments on the donkey. I'm, I'm connected back here, but. They laid their garments on the donkey for Jesus to ride. That was the first picture of them laying their garments. So Jesus rode on their garments. Then as the triumphal entry happened from the Mount of Olives through the Kidron Valley, through the Eastern Gate in Jerusalem, they begin to wave palm branches. And the Bible says that they threw their garments down before the donkey. In the state of Tennessee, if you are pulled over for drunk driving and it's proven that you have been driving drunk, you have to wear a vest. And the vest that you have to wear, they're showing a picture right now, you wear it for three days, eight hours a day, and it says on the back of the vest, I'm a drunk driver. 
Today I wore this vest on purpose. It's custom made. It's a custom made vest. It says warrior. Oh, you couldn't see it. But I've, I've had it made just for me. I want you to listen to what scripture says. Listen to this, Colossians 3. Don't lie to one another. You're done with that old life. It's like a filthy set of ill-fitting clothes you've stripped off and put in the fire. Now you're dressed in a new wardrobe. Every item of your new way of life is custom made by the creator with his label on it. All the old fashions are now obsolete. Words like Jewish, non-Jewish, religious, irreligious, insider, outsider, uncivilized, uncouth, slave, free, mean nothing. What people have said over you in your past that you're no good, it means nothing. What people have said in the past that that I reject you and you've been wearing a coat of rejection. What people have said, I've I've sinned, I'm, 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 I'm just, I'm no good, I'll never amount to anything. Whatever you've got written on your vest, when they threw their garments, not only on that donkey, but they threw their garments in the path of Jesus, it represented them taking off ill-fitting clothes that God never intended for them to wear and putting on a new custom garment. And this garment that I'm wearing today says warrior, and the Lord is a warrior, Exodus 15, 3 and the Lord is his name. And guess what? He's my Lord. I'm his son. And I'm clothed in his righteousness. From now on, everyone who is defined by Christ is included in Christ. So, chosen by God for this new life of love, dress in the wardrobe that God has picked out for you. In this season where we're all feeling the burden, let's be dressed with compassion and kindness and humility and quiet strength and discipline. Be even-tempered, content with second place, quick to forgive the offense. Forgive as quickly and completely as your master forgave you and regardless of what else you put on, wear love. It is your basic all-purpose garment. Never be without it. You know what people want to do? You get divorced. They want to say, that person's divorced. You've been abused. That person's a victim. You've been hurt. That person is broken. When you lay that garment down, Jesus says, you know what? This beast of burden... I'm taking it, I nailed it to a cross so I can give you a new vest, a new wardrobe and it's custom fit. Here's the last thing. Why did the Lord need a donkey? Because the Lord has need of your praise because he wants to give you his peace. The Lord has need of your praise because he wants to give you his peace. You know, when Jesus comes back and he's going to, in the book of Revelation, it says he will come on a white horse because horses represent war. Horses represent kings, but donkeys, they represent humility and they represent peace. And what I want to speak over your life in this season is that peace is coming to you right now. And peace starts on the inside out when you make peace with God. And when you praise, and I find this very interesting, 
that, the, that when the people begin to praise, Hosanna, it's, it's basically two words in the Greek that mean please save. Hosanna, please save. God, we say Hosanna. Would you say Hosanna? Would you write Hosanna right now? Would you type Hosanna right now? Would you say, please save. Come on, turn this coronavirus. Turn this situation for good. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Why did God have need for a donkey? Because he needed people to get the praise out of them, out of their mouth, so that he could give them peace. I want to close with this, Psalms 34. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Piano player, start playing. Thank y'all for turning him up. You know what? You can bless God right now. I will bless the Lord at all times. Let's say bless him in bad times and a good time. No, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Listen now. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear it and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Would you stand right now? Come on, wherever you are. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. God, we praise you. Hosanna, please save. Hosanna in the highest. He who comes in the name of the Lord. God needed a donkey for Jesus because he wanted to prove who Jesus was. God needed a donkey because he wanted to show that you can be untied. God needed a donkey because this donkey had never been ridden before. And guess what? Sometimes our burdens have never been experienced before. But when Jesus gets involved with the beast of burden, he takes our burdens. He takes them upon himself. But it's up to us to understand, I've got to be the one with my mouth. I will bless the Lord. No matter what you're facing right now, I will bless the Lord. God, thank you. I magnify you over this situation. I magnify you over my fear. I magnify you over my worry. I magnify you over everything in my life. God needed a donkey because the Lord had need of our praise in the midst of this situation, in the midst of this burden. I sought the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me from my fears. Come on, just lift up your hands right now. I speak over your life that as you begin to praise the Lord, he is delivering you from your fears. Why don't you just go ahead and say, God, I take my burden, I take my worry, I take my fear and I just cast it on you right now. They looked to him and were radiant and their faces were not ashamed. The poor man cried out and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all of his troubles. Come on, this is the word of the Lord. God needed a donkey because he needed people to be saved out of their troubles. He needed the poor to be saved out of their poorness. He needed the fearful to be faithful. You see, when the poor man cried out, that's when God saved him. You might be by yourself today, just cry out to God. Say, God, I need you. God, I need you. I need you. I need you to help me with my unbelief. I need you to help me with my fear. I need you to help me with my burden. When we cry out, the Bible says, when the poor man cried out, Jesus said, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. When you cry out to God, he will save you from your troubles. And the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him, who honor him. You know what you need to do with your fear right now? Just honor God. 
take that fear and turn it into honor for God and he delivers them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. Oh, fear the Lord, you saints. There is no want in those that fear him. My God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Come on. The young lions lack and suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord shall lack no good thing. I praise you, God, that I seek you and therefore I lack no good thing. As you seek him, you will lack no good thing, even in the midst of this beast of burden. Come, you children, listen to me. Hopefully some of you are with your children. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Teach your children this season that you're putting God first with your finances, that you're putting God first in your life. Who is the man who desires life and loves many days that he may see good? Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Everybody say faith talk, come on, put it, type it. Faith talk, faith talk. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, those that want to do things God's way. And his ears are open to their cry. God's ears are open to your cry. The face of the Lord is against those who do evil to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. The righteous cry out and the Lord hears and he delivers them from all of their troubles. And the Lord, listen now, is near to those who have a broken heart. God is very near to America. He's very near to the brokenhearted. He's very near to people all around the world because hearts are broken. People are in fear. We need God. We need the lamb that was slain so the neck of the donkey is not broken. And he saves such who have a contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. Listen, don't forget this. Wow, we're gonna go through some stuff, y'all. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them from them all. He guards all his bones, not one of them will be broken. Evil shall slay the wicked, and those who hate the righteous shall be condemned. But the Lord redeems the soul of his servants, and none of those who trust him will be condemned. Come on, I'm gonna pray for you right now. And if you're watching and you don't know God, he has need of not just it, but he has need of you. He has need of you. He has need of your heart right now. He has need of your mind right now. He has need of your life right now. He has need of you. That's why you were born. So why don't you just pray this prayer with me? Everybody, just say this with me. Say it out loud if you're by yourself, or if you're in a room, everybody say this with me. Say, thank you, Lord for carrying my burdens. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on a cross for my sins, because that's what he did for you. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Just ask him that, come into my heart. Be the Lord of every area of my life. Forgive me for the mistakes that I've made. I take off the wrong stuff I've been wearing. Guilt, shame, doubt, victim, addiction. I take it off and I lay it down. And it's not my burden anymore. Jesus, you rode a beast of burden because it was a picture of you triumphing over everything 
that would ever hold us back. And you didn't just sit on it. You put it under your feet. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Now I'm going to ask you to do this. Just say, God, I give you my burden right now. Whatever it is, just say, God, I give you my burden. In fact, if you want to just name your burden, whatever it is. God, I give you my worry. I give you my fear. I give you, uh, I give you my life. Thank you, God. Lord, I give you my heart. Give you my soul. I live for you alone. Every breath that I take, every moment I'm awake. Lord, have your way in me. Have your way in me, Lord. Have your way in me, Lord. Have your way in me, Lord. One more time. Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. I live for you alone. Every breath that I take, every moment I'm away. Lord, have your way. God, thank you for custom-made love, compassion, humility, forgiveness. You know you need custom-made forgiveness for everybody that sins against you because it's a unique situation. You need custom-made love for some people. But God made you just like he made you to carry the burdens that only you can carry because on the other side of your burden is your blessing. Today with your sin, with the things that have had you tied down, tied up, tied back, you've taken that burden. Just like Jesus rode that donkey, you said, Jesus, here it is. And he said, I take that willingly. God, I thank you, I thank you that you're healing not just America physically, but you're healing America spiritually. Come on, come into agreement with me right now. I thank you that the enemy is not gonna be allowed to break the donkey's neck because we lift up the lamb. We lift up Jesus. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, that's what the donkey represented, humility, and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, get untied from their wickedness, then I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. Thank you, God, that you're healing our land. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to our channel on iTunes and YouTube. That way, you know when a new sermon has been uploaded. Also, if this message has impacted you and you want to contribute to help us reach more people, feel free to go to elevate.life forward slash give. We look forward to seeing you here next time.